Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you like talent, you are in the right place. Welcome back to the Talent Factor Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, my brother, Keith Sanchez. Keith, what's going on, baby? Mike, check, Mike, check. My mic is hot, so it's time to talk some football. DP, we on a week two, baby. We had a hell of a week one slate, but, you know, we we have to turn the page, um, get to week two, because there's a lot of exciting things to talk about, uh, you know, coming up. We have the Alabama-Texas matchup, and we have a couple, you know, hot takes for you guys that we want to get into. Oh, for sure, for sure. Before we get into that, let's give a quick shout-out to our partners over at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Our, use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Keith, the game started, you know, technically two weeks ago, week zero, but really, yep. really got under underway last week, week one. And we're heading into week two, man. And let's start it off with top of the line. Let's talk about these these, these some of some of the headlines. Um, that really stood stood out to us. And Keith, Clemson, you know, Monday night, Clemson versus Georgia. Georgia Tech, sorry. And and, and it was in Atlanta. You know, it was a, what do they call it, an off-site game. It wasn't a home game for anybody. <laughs> um, don't really understand that. It was supposed to be a neutral that. site game, right? Right. It was supposed to be neutral, but it's in the same school. It's in one school's hometown. Like, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't really make sense. But, you know, it, it was a – Solid game. Clemson pulled out with the victory. I believe it was like 42-10 after a late uh, Cade Klubnik touchdown with like two minutes to go. What was your reaction? What was your takeaways from that game? Yeah, I mean, so this is the thing. We usually do our good, the bad, and the ugly segment on Sundays, right? But mm-hmm. from Clemson, there was good, bad, and ugly, right? Like you, you take away the good. <laughs> I guess the good was you scored 42 points, right? Special teams showed up. I think they were responsible for, what, two block punts. Um, you know, DJ Uagalele made a couple good throws. The bad was the snaps over his head, the fumble by him, uh, the blown assignments by the, the offensive line. And the ugly is it's still his passing game. Like, it, there, there's something still wrong with this Clemson passing game. I, we and, right. You know, we can't put our fingers on it, right? Like, you don't know if it's the, the play calling, you don't know if it's the receivers, you don't know if it's Big Cinco himself, right? If 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 he's the problem. But I know that watching that game after one half of football, I said, you know what? What they've been telling us over the past couple months through the offseason that this is gonna be a different Clemson offense. I said, you know what, I'm out. Like this is the same exact thing. Uh this is it's a repeat of last year. Um, this whatever happened in 2021, just run it back. Like that's what happened at the end of the day. So that's that's why I left it. I said, you know what, this is the same old Clemson. Keith, I'm I'm with you. I'm hundred percent out on this offense in general. You you have bigger receivers that 
you're trying to throw quick screens too and make the make guys miss and be elusive jitterbugs in space or they're not the fastest, most explosive guys to attack vertically, and you're sending them primarily vertically. So it's yeah. just like from a from an offensive concept standpoint, like DJ, you yes, be more, be cleaner, be get the ball out of your hands. But at the same time, it's like you can't really get it out when nobody's open, right? And you're playing Georgia Tech, who had uh, three tall, long corners that were able to st- be sticky in coverage, chest to chest, hip to hip, not give much space and separation. And it, it, typically when you got smaller corners, you expect your bigger receivers to then just make a play at the catch point. But when you can't separate against guys that are your size, you still can't make the play at the catch point because these guys can still a play still play at that at that spot with you. So I'm not sure where Clemson goes from here. Uh, they they have some other guys that are more of the slot receiver, the Hunter Renfro types. Get those guys into the game with Big Cinco, man. Like they got to fix this offense because if not, you're not going to be in the mix of the college football playoffs when we get here. Like no, the committee's not, not going to vote you in. They 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 won't. Like, listen. Luckily, Clemson majority of teams that they play against, they're just flat out more talented in right. Like, look, that that's the lucky part. Like, and defensively, they have a damn good defense. When you talk about Brian Brice, um, you talk about Miles Murphy, you talk about Trent Simpson. Yep. He flashed like crazy in that game, right? You've seen his range and explosiveness. So, luckily, they can lean on that. And that'll guarantee them probably nine wins at least in the ACC. And then they'll figure it out. Like I said, I think it's going to be the same exact thing from last year. Um, But And this is going to kind of help us transition to our next point, right, that I believe they dropped the spot in the AP poll to number five. And that's telling, right? Like you won the game and you still lost. So that 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 lets you know that the voters are looking at it and saying, you know what? This process is not good. There's something wrong with the process of Clemson and this offense. And now they're sitting at number five. So guess what? You're out of the college football playoffs, right? And I know it's only week one, but what are y'all going to do moving forward to, you know, continue to jump, right? Like, and, and that's what the committee is saying or, or the, the voters are saying that we still wanted to look the part also. So, man, I, I left it with that. And like I said, just, you know, kind of diving into the AP top 25. When I looked at that, I seen it, man, you know what? Clemson is number five. You know, they took a loss and I wonder where this is going to go from here. Nah, and to your point, you know, the, the old adage, the old saying is you can't win for losing. Well, Clemson <laughs> lost – Clemson couldn't win for winning. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You 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 won the game and you still dropped. And it's because people see the way that this offense is, is structured, the way that it's moving. And, and I know a lot of the blame goes that, you know, a lot of people on social media tries to blame just the quarterback. But you throw on the tape and you look at the concepts and everything else that's going on, Keith, it's it, the problems – for Clemson's offense is much more than just a quarterback. But you 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 kind of already segued us into talking about the AP top 25 and some of the changes. And Keith, Ohio State dropped. So the, the top five, you know, you talked about Clemson being at five. Alabama's at one. Georgia's at two. Ohio State dropped to three. Michigan moved up four spots, Keith, to four. Uh, even though the quarterback play wasn't efficient, explosive or any of those things, they still moved up because they showed very well against Colorado State. Uh, Clemson's at five. Texas A&M looks like they stand pat at six. Oklahoma moves up to seven. Notre Dame drops three spots after losing to Ohio State to to eight. Uh, Baylor moves up a spot to nine. And USC, 
our Trojans, Keith. <laughs> the talent factors Trojans uh, move up four spots into the top ten at number ten with a big game coming up this weekend. Um, you know, and it's just kind of round up probably the top fifteen. Oklahoma State moved up to eleven. Florida. Florida, a rich in Florida, goes from unranked to to the twelfth uh, spot in the AP rankings. Uh, Utah drops six spots down to thirteen. Michigan State moves up to fourteen. Miami, the U, moves up to fifteen. Uh, and I want to give a quick shout out to to Arkansas, who I believe should be higher. Keith, so what, what are your you know if you want me to finish round at the top whole top twenty five, I could, but I know that you got the list pulled up. So what stood out to you from this list, man? Yeah, okay, let's let's start at the top. Uh, Michigan jumping four spots into that number four spot, which I mean, after watching one week of college football, right? Like we had Oregon ranked, you know, pretty high. We had Ohio State ranked pretty high. Um, I'm trying to think of more disappointing performances, right? Uh, Clemson, I'm sorry, we just finished North Carolina State. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry, Michigan, they did what they were supposed to do. Listen, they, I believe they played Colorado State. I watched, you know, probably like a, a total of a half of the game. Um, and, and they did what they were supposed to do. They got the run game going. Listen, I'll tell you this, dude. After about five, ten throws, I think it was the first drive, I was out on Cade McNamara. I was about to tweet it out. I was about to see Harbaugh in this quarterback competition ASAP, right? Like in this right now, um, go ahead and throw J.J. McCarthy in and let's figure this thing out. At least J.J. McCarthy can run. But credit to Cade McNamara. He does what he always do. Right when you're about to pull him, he makes a play, right? And and it, and it frustrates you as a Michigan fan, and I'm more so – more uh, more sure that it frustrates you as a coach, too, because you don't know which way to go with this. But they showed well, man. And, and listen, we put them in our playoff bracket, right, that we think that there would be two teams out of the Big Ten that get in. And I still think that Michigan has a damn good shot at getting in. Like, it, they, they should be able to beat everybody else. Penn State did not look good in their opener against Purdue, I believe. Um, Michigan State looked solid in their performance, but that was against – one of the Michigans, right? Like whether it was Western, Eastern, or something like that. West, they, yeah, they Western. Those, West, those, those Michigan schools. Um, and it, you know, and they, they look solid, but I think Michigan, they look dominant, man. They look like they had some athletes. They look like they had some good defenders. They look like they finally have some good DBs that can turn and run. So I'm excited about Michigan and see, um, you know, how this thing plays out for them for the next couple, next couple of weeks. Nah, I'm hundred percent with you, man. And, like, I'm, the only thing I'm gonna tell you is welcome to the dark side, man. I've been I've been preaching the you know bench cave cut the hand for a while, man. It's it's it's, it's he nah, caps you, this you said offense, it. You said man. It. You, you said Michigan looks good, and I I told you I didn't believe you. I was like, okay, all right, like DP, what we talking about, right? And then I watched Cornelius <laughs> Johnson and then those guys, Blake Corum. Shout out to him, five yeah. seven running back, toting the pill. Man, they they have the weapons, and then the defense. That's what really caught me off guard, Keith. You know, Iyabi Anoma, who just got there two weeks ago, about a week and a half to two weeks naturally ago. Naturally gifted, man. Naturally gifted, and, and had a, a tremendous uh, rep. You know, where he's dealt. You know, he deal. He bull rushes with one arm, uh, long arms to tackle, and then just throws the running back who's trying to you know squeeze him down and throws him out the way, and then gets the sack and. You know, DJ Turner getting the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Defensively, they may just be they, – they just may be all right, Keith. And, and, and for me, my takeaway was Arkansas. And I feel like Arkansas – you know, no, no, there's, there's no disrespect to Utah. Utah lost to – but Utah lost to an unranked Florida team. Yes, it's an SEC team, but AP, y'all had them unranked. 
So, right. you know, for me, don't try to give them the respect of, well, you know, they, it's a 12-ranked team now. No. you try, <laughs> in, in my opinion, Utah and Arkansas could flip. Arkansas, went, they had a, a battle, you know, of sorts with, with Cincinnati, and it was a good game. Um, you know, Cincinnati kept it close, especially after their, their their new quarterback struggle for a little bit. But Arkansas is physical, man. Offensively, they are extremely physical in the trenches. The run game with the you know with uh, Sanders, Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders, uh, toting the pill. But then you also think about KJ Jefferson. You know, 230, 235 pound bowling ball frame, about six two, that will run through you. Runs and he's got a little juice to him, so he can get around you as well. And he's got a really nice arm too, Keith. So I feel like this team deserves a little bit more respect, man. And they got some guys on the defensive side of the ball as well that can make plays defensively. So I'm I'm excited to see how their season continues to progress. But I feel like if that if this is one takeaway for me, I would have dropped Utah just a little bit lower and raised um, uh, Arkansas because Utah, while they it was a competitive game. You were the seventh-ranked team in the nation going against an unranked team with a first-year starting quarterback, a new head coach, new offensive system. They were, From what I remember them talking about, they were Florida was missing some guys defensively. Oh, it's about thing on the D-line because the rotations weren't correct. You had a lot of guys gassed come the fourth quarter because they're playing so many snaps, and you still lost, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it's like, I love the physicality. I love the run game I, that they that they show. Brick Keithy is a dude in the college, in college football. We'll see what that means for him going into the draft. But I didn't see enough from Cam Rising to uplift this team um, and, and make the plays through the air when he wasn't targeting Keithy uh, to to really lead them to victory. So that, that's my takeaway from this. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm gonna go on the opposite side of that matchup, right? With Florida, and you mentioned it real quick, but man, we gotta talk about it, man. A, a Rich balled out, right? And and. I, I appreciate the voters, the AP poll, was it computers or however the hell they come up with these numbers at this point, right? <laughs> Nobody knows. It's keep changing. Now we got a playoff coming in 12 or uh, 2025 or something. Who knows? But however they got the rankings, I appreciate the fact that with Florida, they bumped them up all the way from 12 to unranked, right? Because I think when we watched last week that there's some there are a couple great teams there are a couple good teams, and then there's that next tier right there, and I think that's where Florida is right there, right? Like, they're they're in that tier where they're good, but they can rise and elevate to that, like, man, this this could be a dangerous football team. And, man, let me give a shout-out to you, DP, because you said it, right? You said Florida, A-Rich, they're going to be pretty good to where they're going to be able to challenge Georgia in the SEC East, right? And that was because they had Anthony Richardson. And I think once you watched that game last week and you seen the plays that Anthony Richardson made and the fact that he's an X factor by himself, right? We made him our make a state player, make a statement player of the week last week because we knew he needed to go into the swamp. You had a lot of hype behind you. Everybody's excited to see what you can do. Tools, tools, tools. That's what everybody kept saying. And he got the job done. So Florida was the the other team for me um, that when I looked at it, I said, you know what? Like, I appreciate the fact that they were able to bump them up to number 12. And I think that's appropriate. Um, but DP, I just talked about making a statement, right? Like, we we nailed it last week. We, we did pretty good with our upset picks of the week. I'm sorry. And we did pretty good with our make a statement pick. Uh, so this week, 
I have my make a statement guy, and I'm going to go with a, not a 2023 NFL draft prospect, but a 2024 NFL draft prospect. But I think he can kind of plant his flag to where he lets everybody know, like, yeah, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And that's Caleb Williams versus Stanford, right? Like, how many times have we heard that USC is back and then they lose the games that they're not supposed to lose to? They always have a good quarterback, right? They have a good quarterback and a couple receivers. But, you know, just as far as them, you know, planting their flag as Pac-12 South and then Pac-12 champions, they always lose a couple games that, they, quite frankly, they just shouldn't lose. And I, so I think with Caleb Williams, is like, hey, you got Mario Addison. I mean, you got, um, you got Addison. I'm sorry, you got Jordan Addison. You got Mario Williams. You have Caleb Williams. Let's get the job done, baby. Like, let's take it home. Let's get the W, and let's make a statement that you're the best quarterback for this 2024 NFL draft class. No, I, I love that pick, Keith, because they're going into Stanford. It's a, it, you know, and that's not going to be an easy place to play. No. Stanford's got some defenders. Caillou, our guy Caillou Blue Kelly at corner, who's going to be tested. You know, he could have. He was a candidate for this segment for me for making the statement because he's going to see. Jordan Addison, the, the rainy Belitnikoff winner, a guy who we all know how good he is at playing the wide receiver position. And then you got the college football version of <laughs> Kyler Murray and Caleb Williams, who's just that dynamic dual threat athlete with a nice arm that can make plays from all over the field, from any platform with his base. It's going to be it's going to be an exciting game for me. I got to stick with my with my position, man. The running backs, Uh-oh. baby. I got to talk what about the got, running backs. What we got? What we got? 12 o'clock Eastern, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Keith, go into Texas. They go, you know, they always say everything's bigger in Texas. So this is a big game, right? And and Jameer Gibbs is going to be standing across the field from the consensus RB1, B. John Robinson. And I've always said that if there's anybody with the skill set that can make a GM when it's time to draft a running back, in the first or second round, whenever they go next April, it's that that can challenge and make these GMs kind of think like, do I want Bijan or is there someone else? It's Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is a playmaker. He's an electric playmaker at that. And you think about his ability to run it. He's got home run hitting speed, right? He's got a second and third gear that once he opens that stride, bro can go. Like, he can slide, Keith. So it's like you got to contain him and keep him out of space, right? But that's hard to do because then he's a receiver as well. And I'm not just talking about the functional stuff. Like, oh, I'm going to just dump it down. You're the last read in, in the progression. You're my check down. No, I can put you in the slot. I can throw the, the the screens to you. I can have you run drags and slants. I could do different things with you. And that's what the NFL is today. So you think about this game being arguably the best and biggest game. College game day is going to be there. (laughs) So if Jameer Gibbs goes out and outperforms Bijan Robinson, I think he got he. This is a chance for him to go in and make a statement. I I have a question for you, DP. When you say outperforms, like, what does that mean, right? Like, what what does that look like? Is that rushing yards? Is that receiving yards? Is that Alabama just winning? Like, does it matter how it looks, right? Do you expect him to put on more jukes? Do you expect him to have bigger plays? Like, what? Because we have to be honest, right? Bijan Robinson is a talented football player, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that he's the bell cow in that. That um that Texas backfield, right? So he can very well touch it 25, 30 games. So well, my question is to you is what does it have to look like for you to say, you know what, Jameer Gibbs outperformed B. John Robinson? 
man, impact, right? Like, yeah, Alabama is favored to win, uh, but and Alabama could win by 17. But I but if Bijan is the driving force of that, right? Like he has 200 yards total offense from scrimmage and, and multiple touchdowns, where not only did Alabama score a lot of points, he was a direct correlation to those points. You right. know what I mean? As a receiver out of the backfield, gashing Texas as a runner, you know, and, and we saw that against Utah State where he's just kind of he, – he's he's making plays and, and making reads on the fly. One one run, run, he's he springs it too far out wide. Granted, he got the first down because he's just that athletic. But the next time he presses outside, sees a hole inside, cuts in and, and gets skinny and makes and gets the first down. And it's those type of things that he we needed to we had, a lot of us at TDN wanted to see from him. Get, getting those harder earned yards, creating over expectation, right? So for me, it's the impact. We know that Bijan Robinson is the most impactful player for for Texas's offense, right? Even with Xavier Worthy and that stud that they have at receiver, he's the the straw that stirs that drink. But if Gibbs can go in and do the do similar and be the sim, be a similar impacting factor for Alabama winning that game, that's why I think that that, that you can have that conversation, uh, especially for him just coming into a new offense where uh, you know there's more miles to feed, for and it's not hey Georgia Tech we're gonna you're our best player so we're gonna feed you. Now it's like okay I get my touches now let's let's make a play and for me it's gonna be an impact. I like it. I like it. Remember, y'all heard it here first. Jameer Gibbs making an impact, making a run for running back two over. Well, running back one, right? Because that, that's what the maker statement is supposed to be. It's supposed to put your name in that conversation. I have to say that, DP. I, I second it, right? Like, he's in my region. I did the scouting on him. I said, man, this guy has some real abilities. And if you put him behind this Alabama offensive line, man, it's fireworks. And so um, I'm excited to see what he does. I think stylistically, he's a little bit different than B. John Robinson. But guess what the impact will be felt the same exact way so i'm excited about it no 100 man and and i'm excited to talk about about this next young man uh fact of fiction keith is north carolina's red shirt freshman quarterback drake may the best quarterback right now in the acc Oh, wow. Okay. I, I didn't know we was going to take it though. You know, we do fact or fiction. I, 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 I didn't know. Okay. Oh, man. We got to get, we got to get a little spicy, Keith. We got to yeah, get a little yeah, spicy. Right, right, right. So I, I have to think about this, right? Because we, we have our guy DJU, but there's no way in my right mind that I can say he's the best quarterback <laughs> in the ACC. Like I, I lose all credibility, right? Um, you can't do let's it. Let's think. We have Jordan Travis who... Pulled off a win. Let's call it that, right? We'll call yeah, it. I don't yeah. know if it didn't look <laughs> great, but he pulled off the win. He, he got the win. Then we have our guy at uh at in, in Miami, Tyler Van Dyke. But Drake May just dropped a 60 piece, right? Like that, he just went for 60 as a red shirt <laughs> freshman. I'ma say it. He's the best quarterback in the ACC right now. Like, back-to-back okay. weeks. Now, granted, okay. listen, he played FAMU and he played Appalachian State. But he did what he's supposed to do, and that's get buckets, right? Like, when, you, when you're playing against those the, the weaker competition, you're supposed to put up points. And listen, what I seen on film was the arm talent, right? Like, this guy, mm-hmm. 
I don't think there's a throw on the field that he can't make as a quarterback. So um, he, he looks poised already. And what's something that's underrated for him is his mobility, right? Like I don't, he, yeah. he's not one of those guys you're going to put in the bracket of a special athlete, right? But when you think about your quarterbacks like your Justin Herberts or something like that, he has that type of ability to, to pull the quarterback, you know, read option and get you 12, 15 yards. Or if you're playing man and now the defender's back to the, the quarterback, he can get out of the pocket and and, and and get you 20, 30 yards. So, yeah, I, I think he's the best. Now, shout out to Tyler Van Dyke because I think he's a really talented quarterback. But, man, I, I from what I've seen from Drake May right now is, man, North Carolina's in a damn good position because they got a red shirt freshman quarterback that's been dealing through two weeks of college football. You know, Keith, I, I like the answer. I like the answer, but I'm going to disagree. Okay. And the reason okay. why, I'm going to say – for me, and, and, and hey, listen, just to give a quick shout out to everybody, let you know, you know, follow us on the YouTube channel, you know, the draft now, because me and our guy Ray G will be doing a four downs film session on Drake May, uh, which will be dropping soon. I, I like everything you said is correct, right? I think for me is I need to see when he's a, when he's in conference play, right? This defense for North Carolina, we talked about it on Sunday. They're going to keep every other offense in the game. Like yeah, it's just what it I, is. I, I agree, and and so all right. You know what? Go ahead. Finish. 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 With, finish making your point because so because I'm I'm looking. I'm thinking to myself like AC, the ACC has a lot of veteran quarterbacks, right? You know Devin Leary, and you talk about Jordan Travis, and you got you know Jeff Sims who 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 showed well uh, yeah. against Georgia Tech, and you know it's, it's a lot of different guys, right? So what happens when we get into conference play? Sam mm-hmm. Hartman, shout out to him, has now been medically cleared to return to Wake Forest, and he goes back to an explosive offense with weapons. Are you going to be able to, to, to withstand under the bright lights in the ACC, staring across the field from a Sam Hartman who you know is going to put up 45 to 50 points on your defense and goes throw for throw, score for score? If he starts right, pulling I'm, that I'm, out. I'm about to cut you off. This is what I'm about to say. If I'm Drake May, I'm rolling into every game. I'm looking at my defense, and I'm saying that ain't my problem. That is not my problem, baby. My my job is to beat the opposing team defense. How bad my defense is, that is not my problem. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep putting up numbers. And if they keep allowing touchdowns, guess what? I'll get on the field faster, and then I can put up some more points. So it, it may actually work hey. out for Drake May, right? But I'm it looking might. at it. And, and – Listen, we, we say the locker room, everything's supposed to, you know, be tight knit, everybody, everybody's supposed to be together. But listen, that ain't my problem, right? I don't have, I'm not lined up next to them. My locker might be next to the wide receiver and the running back. So I'm going to say, listen, <laughs> defense, y'all figure y'all thing out, but me and my offense, Josh Downs comes back, we're going to just keep putting up points. No, and that's a great counterpoint too, Keith. And I love that because, yeah, he has to have that mindset because, yeah, that defense is going to keep teams in the game. But if he can go out in these conference games against these veteran high-octane offenses in the ACC, stay throw for throw, stay score for score, and then pull off wins, then, yeah, I'm going to crown this young man because the talent is there, man. He's got the size, the arm talent, the the mechanics are clean. Man, I mean, he's he's a, he's a fun player. So I, I like the counterpoint, though, Keith. You you almost made me flip my you almost made me flip my, my decision. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I had to stick to my guns there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so look, man. Next up, this is what we're gonna talk about, right? Last week we did our job, and that was to bring our listeners, our viewers. We were supposed to upset alert, sound the alarm. We watched the film, and we we're telling you that this is not gonna happen, right? 
Mm-hmm. We did it last week. We picked Florida to beat Utah in the swamp. A Rich, this is not going to happen. Um, Cameron Rising's talented guy. This Utah team is talented, but they're not beating the Gators. And guess what? Came Saturday night, they did not beat the Gators. Um, so this week, we went through, we scoured through. It's an interesting slate of week two games overall, right, DP? Like, there, there are a couple of top-tier games, but it, it wasn't just laced with a bunch of games. So this one, this week, we had to go off the beaten path a little bit, but, you know, we, we, we still put it together. And so this week, we went with our upset alert. Wisconsin is 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 giving according to the sports books wisconsin is giving 17 and a half points to washington state right and you brought this up to me and i said dp that's the one i said you want to know why because they don't score points in the in the, in the big 10 right so <laughs> i don't i don't even know if wisconsin is going to get 17 points to be able to say that they're going to beat a team by 17 points so at the end of the day i think washington state keeps it close right like I, I, we we talked about Cam Ward, the quarterback, extremely talented guy. Um, you know, a version of this air raid offense, right? It seems like there's so many versions now, but I'm just expecting them to keep it closer than a 17 point spread. Um, you know, once once the final score, once the the fourth quarter ends, that it will be within 17 points. Yeah, no, and 100 percent, Keith. I I don't know if either one of us are picking. Washington State to actually out, outright win this game because they're going to have to stop the run game. But like you said, Wisconsin doesn't have this explosive, high-octane scoring offense. Like, they don't. Grant Mertz is a, a okay quarterback, right? Like, yeah. this that, that's one of the things that continue to hold them back. They don't get any – they don't have a dude at quarterback that can put up a lot of points. And I think 17 and a half – when we saw it, I was like, I'm chomping at the bit at this. That's a big spread, man. Uh, you know, even in college, that's a big spread, 17 and a half. I, I, I could see Wisconsin still winning the game, but I think it could be closer. Uh, I do believe in the talents of Cam Ward in that version of the air raid offense, too, to put up enough points to shrink to shrink the lead and shrink that spread to where Wisconsin does not cover. Oh, I like it. I like it. So, Keith, now we're going to end this. The same way we did last week, and it's going to be a staple of every show. Let's get into the pickums, Keith. This is my let's talk about the segment right here. This is my favorite. Let's talk part. about the pickum games, baby. And we got six on tap, and let's start off with the. I mean, this we talked about Alabama and Texas because that's early in in the day. We we gonna close. We gonna wait for that one. Kentucky on the road to Florida. And we would we going for those that don't that haven't followed the draft class just yet. We want to tell you why this game is so important. You have two quarterbacks who are direct threats to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud in this very game. Will Levis for Kentucky and Anthony Richardson, a.k.a. A. Rich. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Both of these guys are going to take the field with the opportunity to wow not just the fans, not just draft analysts, scouts, and GMs. This is a game where these two young men can plant their flags, Keith, as I'm QB1. You know, what Kevin Hart said, say it with your chest. I'm QB1. Say it with your play. So, Keith, Kentucky's coming off a win against Miami of Ohio. We talked about A. Rich in Florida getting that, that, that momentum after beating Utah last week. So, who you got? 
I'm going Florida, chomp, chomp, baby. I, I, I think Florida pulls it out again. Listen, they're, they're back at home again. You're feeling really, really good. It's week two. Um, You were underdogs last week, right? And you just beat a really good Utah team. So momentum's on your side. You're feeling good. You're saying, you know what? We are a good football team. And then watching this team and scouting this team, I can vouch for that. They have some talented football players that you will hear their names being called um in this upcoming NFL draft. So I'm, I'm, I'm going A-Rich. I'm going Florida. I'm going Swamp. I'm going to Gators. They uh they get it done. Now nah, I'm I'm 100 with you, Keith. I, I think this is another moment for a rich to to put his stamp on college football. Like we said last week, his his abilities are putting college football on notice, and this is another opportunity. And, and you think about what he's had to endure just to start the season to go up against a really really good Utah team that's top 10 ranked and then play a, a tough SEC opponent to if he knocks off both of these schools. And do it in a convincing fashion, a, a, a flashy fashion, a, a an explosive fashion, like he did last week. Man, it's gonna do it's gonna do wonders for his draft stock and for and for um and for him and that team heading deeper into the SEC schedule. So give me Florida. Now, we talked about it earlier. USC is going into Stanford, Keith. This is not an easy. This was this was kind of this one threw me back and forth because I, Stanford's in my region, so uh, you know being able to know Tanner McKee and Elijah Higgins at receiver and Caillou Blue Kelly and and um, uh, EJ Williams, you uh, know, and, and, and this talented Stanford group. Talk to me. Who are you picking? I'm going with USC. Fight on, baby. Fight on. Oh uh, man, listen. Like I said earlier. USC always has talented quarterbacks, but I had a chance to sit down with Caleb Williams, and I can tell you from a mental standpoint, this why this guy is just wired differently. Uh, so I'm I'm going with USC. I don't I don't foresee any letdowns to where they're beating, they're losing to teams that they shouldn't lose to. So give me Caleb Williams, give me USC, give me offensive firepower all night long. Yeah, I'm going with you as well, uh, Keith. I'm picking USC. I think it's going to be a, a a good game. I think it'll be back and forth. But the, the combination of, of Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and Mario Williams and then Lincoln Riley calling plays, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for the Stanford uh, Cardinals to overcome. Uh, next up, we have South Carolina going into Arkansas. I talked about Arkansas earlier, Keith, and um, this is a you know Spencer Rattler having a chance to try and re be a reclamation project, right? Prove to the NFL I'm someone that you should take a chance on next April. And, and they got they got the dub last week. And going into Arkansas is not going to be easy. I'm not going South Carolina though. Keith. Oh, I I'm, thought you were going South Carolina. I thought you were going I, I set home. it up. <laughs> I, I set the table for it, Keith, but I ain't putting no food on it because I'm going with Arkansas, man. I think KJ Jefferson has the opportunity to really let everyone know that he is here to stay in college football. And someone, I think he's a redshirt junior, so he don't have to come out right now. But if he wanted to come out into the draft, that he's a name um, that, that everyone should circle back to after the season and watch his tape and see what his game really consists of. But Arkansas is physical, I think. And then U.S. Uh, well, not USC, but South Carolina, they, they struggled in the trenches to protect uh, Spencer Rattler last week against a lesser opponent. I think that Arkansas is going to be able to pressure him and pressure him early on and consistently. Yeah, I, well, guess what? You 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 ran from it. 
I'm running to it, baby. I'm picking South Carolina. I think they go into Arkansas, they get the upset. Uh, I think Arkansas is going to be flying high a little bit after they beat Cincinnati. But I think this is going to be a, a wake-up call there. Remember, it, it's still SEC football, right? It makes a difference. Uh, so I, oh, yeah. I think Spencer Riley, he starts the campaign for, you know what? I may not be the number one overall quarterback, but I'm still a pretty good quarterback, and I have some more talent. So him, Jaheen Bell, that run game, I think they get some things done. It's going to be a close one. DP is going to be close. It's going to be a matter of one possession, but I'm going with South Carolina. Spencer Rattler getting the job done. I like it. I like it. Hey, hey, listen, as a, as a Rattler fan, I, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Next up, we got Baylor going into BYU. Keith, talk to me. Yeah, I'm, this is a big-time game for Baylor and BYU, right, because it's usually these games, because they don't get very many big, you know, big moments like this. Ah, man, so this is tough. I'm going to go with Baylor. I think Baylor gets the job done. Um, this is not a typical Big 12 team where they like to spread it out and so that way BYU could just bully them. This is a, a Baylor team that's tough, that likes to run the football, plays really good defense under Coach Aranda, um, you know, defensive line-wise and in their linebackers. They're coached really good by uh, Coach Caleb Young, Coach Dennis Johnson. So I think they're going to have this team ready to rock and roll. And I think Baylor – this is also going to be another close game, but I think Baylor gets the job done. Keith, I'm I'm going to pivot with you on this one. I'm going BYU. Okay. BYU, the game is in Provo, Utah. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's at 10, 15 at night. You know that crowd's going to be rocking and rolling, man. They're going to be so hype, loud, excited. And I think that BYU with Jaron Hall, that, that we talked about Caleb Williams being like Kyler Murray, so is Jaron Hall. Uh, just a dynamic, dual-threat type of quarterback that can really make plays with his arms and his legs. And you think about having that crowd behind them, I think it's going to just juice those guys up, energize them, and they're going to protect their house. So give me BYU. Um, next up, we got Tennessee traveling to Pittsburgh. Uh, Keith, Pittsburgh's coming off, off a win. Tennessee, good showing last week. Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker, Keaton Slovis, two quarterbacks that are going to enter this class and Trying to make a you know a name for themselves and, and and put themselves as high in the process as possible, Keith. So talk to me. Who do you think is gonna pull this out? Yeah, and it, this for me is simple. I didn't like what I seen week one from Pitt, and I liked what I seen week one from Tennessee. Listen, I'm I'm going with Hendon Hooker. I, I think this guy is a flat out playmaker. Um, he he's going to continue to elevate his draft stock throughout the rest of the season because he's going to show that he can make plays with his arm. And his legs, dual threat guy. I think he goes into pit, gets the job done. So give me, give me Tennessee and the Bulls. We are simpatico again, Keith, because I'm going Tennessee as well, man. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, Hendon Hooker, uh, they got a good run game, good offensive line, and then Cedric Tillman is a dude at wide receiver, big, strong, physical, can make plays at the catch point. I think he's going. That's going to be a little too hard, a little too much for them to handle. And if I remember correctly. Pitt didn't really fare the greatest uh, last week defensively. So I, I think that Cedric Timmy can have a be in for a big day. Now, Keith, the showdown in Texas. We're going to close it out. Alabama versus Texas. Quinn Ewers, B. John Robinson, Xavier Worthy, DeMarvin Overshone, Bryce Young, Jermaine Burton, Jameer Gibbs. Keith, talk to me. Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, like, you know. <laughs> you can keep going. You know what I'm going to do, DP? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm a guy that I, I don't like 
repeating the same mistakes, right? Like I'm, I'm not a guy that I, I like I like to mess up twice. And, and last week I messed up. I went against a really good SEC football team and I picked a team from another conference that people told me would be good, right? And I picked Oregon to beat Georgia. I'm not doing that this week, right? Two totally different teams, but it's still the same principles and I'm applying them to this situation. I'm picking Alabama. I think they're going to go into Texas um, and we're going to say, you know what? Texas just isn't ready yet. I think it's going to be the same storyline that it always is, right? Like a team plays a, a really good SEC football team. They get beat by 15, 20, 25 points. And then we say, man, okay, they just wasn't ready yet. So my dialogue is not even, I'm not even, I don't even have to get into the players. I'm going straight principles. I'm sticking to my principles. I'm learning from my mistakes from last week. I am going Alabama to beat Texas. Brother, I'm with you, man. I, you know, <laughs> during, during this offseason, coming into the summer, I was like, Texas is back. I'm, I'm on the Longhorns, Keith. But this is not the game to be on the Longhorns, Keith. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't muster it. And we, no, Keith, you said you no. We were wrong last week. We both picked <laughs> Oregon, and I just and we texted each other like we're not doing this again. And so I got to go Alabama. Will Anderson. I don't think they got a guy or two guys that can block him at the same time no. and keep him from out of the backfield, man. He's the scariest man in in, in college football. The Terminator, the boogeyman, whatever you want to call it, Will Anderson. That fits because he is just that good. Uh, so I'm taking Alabama, man. I, I I can't I can't. Sorry, Texas. You know you may be back in the Big Twelve. I mean you yeah, may yeah, be yeah. back in the Big Twelve. In regards to the Big but Twelve, I, Texas will be back. They will have a say so. But man, listen, it's it's just levels to this, right? Like they say, it's levels yes. to this, and and that's a different level caliber of football. So I'm I'm rolling with Alabama. I, I got to do it. I got to do it, man. Plus, Nick Saban's pissed off from, you know, losing national championship. So, he ain't trying to lose no regular season games whatsoever. So, uh, shout out to, to to Alabama. But as always, guys, that is our show. We're getting you ready for week two of college football. As always, we appreciate all the love and support. Again, remember, holler at our friends over at Ben Online. Use the promo code BELIEVE50. Go get you some money. Make some bets. Uh, and, and, again, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcasting um app and network leave us a five-star review subscribe share all that good stuff uh listen i'm damian parson here of the talent factor football podcast with my guy keith sanchez and keith what's the slogan baby and remember talent is always the factor thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.